Greetings, this is Leon Armstrong, the founding pastor of World Overcomers Ministries Church in the city of Madison, Mississippi. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Living Truth Broadcast. To learn more about our ministry, you can visit us on the web at woministries.org. If you are visiting in the Jackson, Madison, Mississippi area, you are welcome always to be our guest. You can locate us at 444 Pebble Creek Drive, Madison, Mississippi. It is our prayer that you are richly blessed by the Word of God. Please receive now our word for today. Chapter 1, verse 16 says, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming. Everybody say the power and coming. Uh, this is very important, the power and coming. This is telling us how the Lord is coming again. All right. This is describing how the Lord is coming again. A lot of people are looking for Jesus to come in the sky, but there's something that Jesus, there's a way that Jesus is going to come before that. He's not just coming to rapture us. Jesus, I said last time, he's coming in his people before he comes for his people. It's very important that you understand that. He has to come in fully, fully illuminated in his people before he comes for his people. He's not coming to a church that has no light. And it says in verse 16 again, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He's speaking of when he was on that holy mountain and he saw Jesus transfigured. For, we, for he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Verse 18 says, and this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Again, Jesus is that light that is supposed to arise in our hearts. Just as Jesus stood on that holy mount and he turned into light, those that are full of his truth, those faithful ones will also become full of light because God is light. And the more God you have in you, the more light you will have in you. You see, there are too many of God's people that are still, they're born again. They even have the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. But there's still areas within their own soul that's still darkened. Are y'all listening to me? And God is saying to the church today that he wants his people to be full of light. Because the, this, is an, this is an exchange that's happening here. Again, we're moving, we have moved, we're in a transition from one age 
into another. This is the generation that is seeing the end of an age, the end of a time zone. A new time is coming in. It is the kingdom of God at its full expression on the earth. And so the thinking, everybody say the thinking. The thinking, say the mindset, cannot remain something that is attached to an old age. We have to have our minds renewed and purged and purified by the word that gives light so that we can walk in kingdom expression and exploits with the living God in these days. Let's move on. Hebrews, well, I tell you what, let's, let's look as he said, we have a more sure word of prophecy. Let's do this. You don't have to turn there. Pull up Zechariah 14. This is just review. Zechariah 14 says, but it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not day nor night, but it shall come to pass that at evening time it shall be what? Shall be light. That's speaking of this day and hour. It shall be light. That means that in this dark age, things are getting darker. The world is getting darker. The people are getting darker. And so God has used this time that as the dark is getting at its darkest, that the church is supposed to come at its lightest. All right. That means Jesus is going to arise in his church. The church will no longer remain a weak, powerless, divided, no miracles, no signs, no wonders. The church will not remain in an infantile state. The church is going to grow up quickly. The world is going to see a church full of Jesus. How about that? How about the world will finally see a church whom the Lord will set center stage instead of a church that is off in the corner in the dark. The, the world is going to see a church that God is going to set center stage and the world will have to come to the church for whatever they need. Amen. See, instead of us thinking, I'm waiting for the rapture, I'm waiting for the rapture, I'm waiting for the rapture, forget about it. It's not time for that yet. Something has to happen before the rapture, and that is God must raise his church up and show the world what he looks like in his full glory. Amen. Let's go on. Uh, here's another one. Malachi 4 and 2 says, but unto you that fear my name shall the what? It's not really a what, it's a who. The S-U-N is the S-O-N. The son of righteousness, what is he going to do? Come on, everybody say arise. He's going to arise. See, you, you, you have to understand that the church is like a dark space, uh, in a dark space. And the Son, Jesus Christ, has to arise in his church. The church is going to get brighter and the church is going to become powerful just like Jesus was. All right. So he is the Son of Righteousness and it says with healing in his wings. Go back to that. Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And when that happens, watch what happens to you. And you shall do what? Go forth. You see, 
the world is getting ready to see. God is going to put on display to the whole world. He's going to apostolically send people forth into the world, all over the world and into nations to show this bright light, to show this glory, to show this power with healing. You see, this gospel must be shared in all the world for a witness. Then the end shall come. Then the end shall come. But until the gospel has been witnessed all around the world with people who not only have the good news, but they have the power that goes along with it. You see, people will take notice and will believe when they see you do a miracle or they see someone grow a leg that didn't have a leg or they see someone who has an eye missing and that eye suddenly appears that when they see that and you say this is done by the power of Jesus Christ, then they will believe and want to know Jesus Christ. Get ready for people coming to you, running to you, wanting to know Jesus Christ. All right? I want you to think of that. People are going to come to you looking for you, wanting to know Jesus Christ. It's about to get real good on the earth, I'm telling you. We are living in an awesome, awesome time. The way things have been, they're not going to remain the same. Hebrews, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, who is this talking about? Jesus. Who being the brightness, the brightness of glory, of God's glory. Think of God as, and I said years ago, because I didn't, I couldn't know how, I didn't know how to describe it, but I, I said whatever and whoever God is that we have never seen before, Jesus is that out expression, that out reign of whoever God is. Like the sun, we can see the sun at a distance, but the sun rays are what touch us. The sun rays are what light up everything. The sun rays are the thing that we feel the heat from. Jesus is the outshining product, the out reign of God, whoever, wherever God is, the shining product of God hits us and that's called Jesus. So we are being filled with the light, the brightness. He is the brightness uh, of, his, of his glory. And we have to understand that be, he being the morning star, we saw that. He is the day star, we saw that. He is the brightness of God's glory. He is that light that's going to light the darkness of this world. He is the one who is going to transform the church because the church is the lantern which he will light and be able to shine throughout the whole universe. He is the illumination of the universe. He is the shining product of eternity. He is the one who turned into light on that mountain when he reached critical mass and the stunning beauty, the brightness of his glory had shone round about and it was life that was supernatural. It was life that was divine. It was life that was power. It was light that was healing. 
it was light that light up the darkness it was light that changed everything can heal anything it is indestructible it cannot fail it has no weakness this is the light of God and he wants his light to be inside of you so that you can be just like him indestructible no weakness the power of healing the power of miracles the power to give life where there is death he wants that same light in your soul now this is the soul being saved <laughs> God wants your soul full of light we have born-again spirits but we have dark souls did you know that we have born-again spirits but we have dark souls let me tell you about your soul your soul It's hard to describe, but it's a simple thing. Your soul is like this, I mean, if I had a book and I could pass out pages, and I say here, here's a layer. This is a layer of my soul. A layer, my soul is all in layers, okay? But all those layers are in me, but these layers have the ability to be given over here, given over there, tied up over here, placed over there. I have these layers, you have these layers within you. And you can have this layer tied to money. I love money and I can't live without it. And I want more of it, I'm chasing. So your soul, that part of your, that layer has a love for money. This layer may be in a relationship with someone that's not good for you, somebody who will abuse you, but your, your, your soul doesn't know how to redefine what a good relationship is, so your soul is bound to that relationship. This part of the layer of your soul is maybe in a business deal, and that business can be corrupt. This part of your soul may be addicted to drugs or an alcoholism problem or a, a, a sex addict. There are different layers to our soul that we give out, that we pass out, that we allow to be confined or tied or in bondage to different influences and powers or people or money or whatever it is in the world. Our layers have been passed out and see you have to understand the soul is like this also your soul acts and functions like that of a filter or you, you know you think of a car filter or an air filter. Uh, whatever passes through your soul the residual of that product remains on the soul. So if you are in a toxic relationship that's passing through the soul, the dirt, the, the, the hurt, the contamination from that relationship passes through and your soul collects that. You understand what I'm saying? So what happens is we end up allowing so many of our layers of our souls being passed out to different things and all of these things passing through this layer, passing through that layer, it becomes filled up with whatever is passing through it. And God says, I'm giving you the opportunity 
to let my word, my truth, which Jesus prayed, he said, sanctify them with thy truth, thy word is truth. He said, you are clean through the word. So when the word is being applied to my soul, then the word is passing through to clean this filter out so that light can grow in my soul and listen as light grows in my soul my soul prospers thus the scripture says beloved I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers but what people end up doing is they go after all of this information and all of this darkness in the world and they, they don't allow the word to pass through to clean that filter out to clean that soul out but God says I also also put part of your soul as a born-again Christian in heavenly places your soul is seated with me and you're supposed to understand that I'm seated with the living God in heavenly places my of my soul is seated with God I'm supposed to rule from that position I'm supposed to take control of my life on earth from that heavenly place I'm supposed to come to all of these other layers that I've given to the world and get my soul back all right give me my soul back give me my soul back I learned the word and the more I learn the word the more I get my soul back and when I get my soul back the light of God is growing in me and I will see my life prosper because of my soul being changed hallelujah come on y'all praise the Lord come on so repeat after me you got to put some something in this everybody say father thank you for my soul you gave me responsibility for my soul. Thank you, Father, for seating me in heavenly places. Now, Father, teach me to take back my soul from this world, from my flesh, from spiritual darkness, and let your word flow through my soul, cleanse my soul, Prosper my soul in Jesus' name. And so you got to declare that. That's part of taking your soul back. Declare what God is saying. Hallelujah. You know, when you, we, we praise, and we're supposed to come in here and praise the Lord and, and lift up holy hands and lift up our voice and sing. Some people might say, well, that's strange. I don't, I don't understand why we do that. But there's something to that in the spirit. People look at things that we do and look at the flesh surface, but this is part of your soul training. Do you know that when you praise the Lord in this spiritual environment called the church, the sanctuary, that you are actually exercising your authority with your soul to take the territory and the atmosphere from the enemy. Give me that back. I come to worship God. I'm not bringing all of this tainted darkness in here with me. That's why we have to leave our stuff out of here. We have to get rid of stuff and let the Lord purge us and get our minds set on the Lord because we have the power to take this atmosphere back because remember, he's the prince of the power of the air. The enemy rules the air. And we take the atmosphere back when we praise him. 
when we make declarations concerning his word, when you are speaking the things of God in his word, you're getting the word in you so that you can say the word. So when you speak the word out of faith, you're actually giving the, you're putting it in supernatural hands. <laughs> Put it that way. Your, your prayers, I said in, I think, Bible study the other night, that when we pray, you're actually offering a sword in the spirit. And the angels of the living God will take that sword and will fight for you against spiritual forces. People, listen, you're believers in God, understand the spiritual world is real and devils are real and darkness is real and it's here to oppose you in this setting. It will resist you, it will oppose you, it will keep you from having things that are meant for you from coming into your life, but you have to do the things that has been given to you to fight through these resistances and hindrances. You have to have a sword in your mouth. You have to have the word of God in your heart. And when you speak the word in the spirit, there is war. There is a weapon that cuts through all the darkness and all the ugliness of the enemy to resist your life. And and if you fail to do that, you're letting the enemy walk all over your soul. And it doesn't belong to him. It's not his, it's yours, and it came from God. Are y'all listening to me? If you want your life to get better in its quality, in its condition, you want to see doors open, you want to see your prayers answered, it starts with you taking your soul back from all of the corrupt contamination that this world has left on your soul. If you don't take your soul back and let the word of the Lord cleanse and flush your soul out, your life, the condition of your life will remain the same. That's why scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You cannot arise in life any more than your heart or your mind thinks. Amen. You'll get the same results over and over again because if you don't let the Lord change you here, here, you'll get the same, same, same results. God says, get my word in you. Let my light come in you. If my light comes in you, you'll get a different result. But if you don't let your life change, your inner man be developed, you'll not get a different result. I'm telling you, we're going forward into something that's greater because God is about to change this world. He's about to shine this world. He's about to put his power upon the church to do awesome and wonder, wonderful things. Psalms 119 and 130 says the entrance of thy words. What does it do? It giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. All right. You see that? You cannot do this without the word of God because when the word comes in you, it giveth light. It lightens you. It gives understanding. This is what will change your life. But if you ever get into the word, you never hear it, you never study it, you don't talk to God about it, you're not letting light come in. Again, you can be born again on your way to heaven, but no light. Light is what's going to make the difference in you. Right now. Especially now. Y'all want to take, y'all want me to take you a little further? For what shall it profit a man? If he shall gain the whole world, you see, and then what? Lose his soul. See, your soul, again, like layers, you can, you can parcel your soul out all over the world with bad relationships, 
addictions, drugs, you can pass, your soul is getting passed out. Leave that up there for me. Uh, your soul is being passed out all over the place in this world. And you can try to have this, try to have that. You can start running after money and all of this stuff. Your soul can get tied up in all kinds of things. But he says, what, if, what shall it profit? What, what profit is it going to bring you in the long run? What eternal profit? I, you know, I learned to stop and ask myself, if I involve myself in this, what will turn will I get on it? What, what good would this bring me in this life and in eternity? That's what I ask myself most of the time before I get involved in something. Is this something that's going to be a profit to me? If it's going to waste my time, if it's not going to be any good to me, I'm not, I don't want to waste my time with it. I need, to, I need to be following the Lord. So he says, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Verse 37 says, or what shall a man Give. I like to say give up. To get his soul back. In exchange for his soul. You see? Remember we did the message on point of exchange. You're going to have to come to that point where if you want to make a difference in your life, there's a point of exchange. Y'all remember I said? There's a point of exchange. When you want your life to change, you have to come to that point of exchange. You have to come to the word. And when you're willing to say, you know what, I have been spending my hours in front of the television. I could be spending at least an hour a day in the word. I need to make an exchange. I'm going to take an hour of television away, give that over, and let the Lord teach me something and grow me. I need to take back my involvement with wrong relationships. That is being something that is working against me. I need to take that back in order to grow in Christ. And exchange is being made because my soul is too valuable to let it be parceled out into things that bring no profit. Amen. Now we can go on to Ephesians 2. Because this is all about a kingdom. God wants to bring you and give you his kingdom right here on the planet, right here on the earth. He wants to give you his kingdom. But you, do you think God is going to turn his kingdom over to people who have their souls darkened and locked down? No, he wants to give his, his kingdom to people who allow his light to arise in their, their souls. Ephesians uh, chapter 2 verse 4 says, But God who is rich in mercy, uh, for his great love wherewith he loved us. There's no question how much God loves us and all that he's trying to give us. We just have to do our part and make a decision to follow him. Verse 5 says, Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved. So we got that part. We're saved. Everybody save, raise your hand. All right, you got that. That's, that's done. You don't have to worry about salvation. That's done. There's something now that you have to do beyond salvation. All right, this is inheriting. This is called inheriting. If you're going to inherit God, you have to give your soul to be changed, enlightened by God. Back, bring that back up for me. 
that in the ages to come, in the what? To come. So that tells us what? That one age can come to an end and a new age can what? Begin. And I told you that we're right in the crosshairs of two ages. The age of this dark world has, is passing off the scene. The age of the kingdom in its fullness is coming on the scene. And you and I have to take authority over our own souls so that we can prosper in what God is doing. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. And that's another way of saying that God is about to do some outrageous things in this world through his people. I'm telling you, you better get prepared because we're living in a bonus time. Everybody understand what I mean, a bonus time? It's kind of like at the in those little game shows that you might play a round and then play another round, but then by the time you get to the third round, that the values are doubled or tripled. This is a day and hour where the value of your time and what you think and what you say are tripled. That's just my language. In other words, be careful what you say. Think before you speak. It used to take a long time that when we say negative things that it may take years for it to come to pass. But guess what? If you're talking negative, it's gonna to come to pass. Even if you don't intend for it to. I used to listen to my sister say, you know, I, I, I never want any kids because I don't want kids. My kids are this and that and this and that. And, and she, it, it took her years to even, she, it, it was hard for her to get pregnant because she said, I don't want to give birth. She said, I don't want to give birth to any kids in this world. And then by the time she got married and started wanting a family, it was hard for her to get pregnant in the beginning stages of her marriage because those are the words that she put out and she had to overcome that. Because the end, listen, this world is designed that way. You have to, and now it took years for her. But see, if you say something now, it's, it's not going to take years. It's going to happen quickly. So everything is accelerated. Everything is accelerated. Time has changed when you speak. So you need to get, listen, get busy speaking the things. And see, if, if God's word is in your heart and that's what you're speaking, you're going to see that happen. And you're going to see it happen quickly. Because time has accelerated in this age. Are y'all listening? Check yourself. Even if you have to put on a tape recorder and listen to your own conversation and come back and say, because you don't realize some of the things that you're saying. You know, if you go around saying, this is just killing me. I see this situation, that just kills me. Now, why are you saying it kills you? Do you is that what you want? Or this, is, this person makes me sick. Oh, you want to lay up sick somewhere. I'm not giving someone power to make me sick. I don't even give the doctor power to make me sick. A doctor may make a diagnosis of what I'm going through and he may say, you have arthritis. I'm not going to leave out of there and say, this is my arthritis. That's, I'm going to say the doctor said it's arthritis, but I say I'm healed in Jesus' name because I understand in a spiritual format, my words determine where my life is going. Amen. 
So some people want to sit up and want to be all intellectual in this world. Your intellect is not going to go so far in this world. Your intellect is going to die with your skull. I remember a professor told me he got saved and he got born again and he talked about how intellectual he was and how if it couldn't be proven by science, he wasn't interested in it. But then the Lord got a hold of him years later and he said the Lord showed him that his intellect was worth no more than his body if it died and his skull was laying there in the grave. That's the worth of his intellect in the spirit world. Spirit world is different from this earthy world. And so your soul is a spiritual element that you have to develop with the word of God and quit going by what you see. You can't go by what you see in this world. You have to go by what God says and let that be your program. Amen. You are, God wants to empower you. God wants to empower you. There is a way to operate and a way to overcome every problem and challenge in life God's way. But to do it in your way, forget about it. Forget about it. Amen. Everybody repeat after me. Father, thank you for your words of life, for your words of victory, for your words of healing. Let your words fill my heart, fill my soul in this day and hour that I may speak your word and see it come to pass because I'm part of your kingdom. I'm a son in your kingdom. I'm a daughter in your kingdom. I will watch what I say. I will be responsible with my words in Jesus' name. Come on and give the Lord praise. I'm finished. I'm going to read you something that I, that the Lord gave me. As right immediately, almost after last Sunday, I sat at my computer just to look at and check at emails, and somehow I ended up just going into a, almost a trance, just writing. And one, every time I finished one line, another one would come. Before I was finished, I had almost a page of what the Spirit of the Lord was saying to me. And just to reflect before I read that on Isaiah 60 that says, Arise, shine. Pull that up. Arise, shine. Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for thy light is come. What has come? For thy light is come. See, you, this is speaking to you. This is speaking to you in this age, that the light of the Lord Jesus wants to arise in you. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, but darkness shall cover the earth. That's what's happening now. It's getting darker out there. Gross darkness to people because they're ignorant of God. They've turned their backs on God. So there's nothing. Anytime you walk away from God, it's, not, it's darkness. Anytime you're ignorant of what God says, it's darkness. Gross darkness to people. But the Lord, the Lord, the Lord shall rise, arise upon thee. That's what we're talking about. The Lord shall arise upon thee. And his glory shall be seen upon thee. God wants to put you center stage 
for the world to see what it looks like for his people to be full of Jesus. God wants his kingdom on earth. Remember he said to pray this, thy will be done on earth where? As it is done in heaven. That has not fully happened yet. God wants the earth to look just like heaven before this is all said and done. Guess who's going to get it done? It's going to come through you because as you get full of the light of God, if you get full of the light, it will be like heaven on earth and that's his will. God is light. Jesus is light, full of light. The Holy Spirit, full of light. Heaven, everything in heaven is made of light. There's no darkness in heaven. There's not even shadows in heaven because everything is made of light. And so if his will is going to be done on the earth as it is done in heaven, there's going to be light on the earth. God wants to light your soul up because as your soul lights up with the truth, you're going to see something happen. You're going to see some awesome things. And he says in verse 3, And the Gentiles shall come to thy light. The Gentiles... The people who don't know him, they shall come to thy light, even the kings to thy brightness, to thy rising. This is what the Lord said to me. I'm raising up an army of sons, people that will be full of Christ, conformed to the image of my son. They shall never know sickness, defeat, or weakness at any level because of the transfiguration they shall be indestructible. The light is beginning to arise. The Lord is rising upon a sanctified people. The high call of God, the best wine ever served, the fullness of Christ. All of these speak of what God has purposed his sons and daughters to become in Christ. A Christ-filled people are to be produced. This is the time that the Lord is beginning to manifest his sons in the earth. This is the day that he is raising up an army of people that will carry the supernatural ability to heal, to deliver, to perform miracles, signs, and wonders. There is a God dominion that, is, that still has to be accomplished in this world. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And before this is all over, God will fully demonstrate his kingdom reign. God is about to unleash the sovereign fire of his passion upon this earth. The Lord is going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. The church will become tremendously bold and have no fear of the devil. The anointing that was once in the hem of Jesus' garment has been given to the believer. The faithful are those that continuously declare his words of triumph who hate evil and are full of love. They are the church without opinions, without agendas, without spot, no rights, no wrinkles, no flesh over them. The realm of mystery will be no more. The part realm shall have passed away. Hearing and seeing God clearly will be the norm. This is what I really love. He says joy and laughter will be experienced more in these days than ever before in your life. That means God's going to make you laugh. I'm not talking about something silly. I'm talking about you're going to be driving and thinking that, wow, how did I end up so blessed all of a sudden? How is it that one case I was worried about paying my bills and now I'm going to a bank that I now own? 
I'm talking about some outrageous things are about to happen with God and his people. I'm talking about where you are being able to see and love people even though they're still talking about you, they're hating on you, but they are being made to bless you and all you're doing is loving them and this is going to make you laugh how God is operating this thing. I'm talking about getting to the place where we start to see the media and all of the propaganda that's in Hollywood depart from making movies and follow you around because they want to make a movie on how these miracles are being done. That the media is going to follow you and see what miracle is going to happen next. I'm talking about the whole world is going to be looking at the church of Jesus Christ and it's going to make you laugh at how things have turned around when you were struggling on one age but now in this age all things have been made possible to you. Hallelujah. Joy and laughter will be experienced more than ever before. You're going to get the full revelation of how much God loves you. How about this? When you see people come near your home, they just fall out because of the presence of God at your home people that come around your person, your very being, you as an individual, so much God in you, so much light, that people fall out just because you came near and get up asking, I want to know Jesus. How can I get to know Jesus? I'm telling you what's about to happen. God says, this is not the end of time, but the end of a dark and evil age. The darkness shall be surpassed by the light, Jesus Christ the day star. Everyone that is full of the word is and will be full of the light of God. The faithful will be a constant combustion of fire upon this earth. I saw a vision of that, just a constant flow of fire from the spirit just wherever you go the world will come to us for help the manifestation of the sons of God will transform the church and will draw millions from out of the world you see God is not about to rapture a church in its present state no power no miracles no glory God does not go out on a high note. God goes out on a, on a low note. He goes out on a high note. He is going to build his church, shine brightly, put the church on center stage. The world will look to all that the church or that God is doing in the church. Listen, some witty inventions are going to come to some of you. Business ideas are going to come. Creativity is going to flow from the heaven. It comes from heaven anyway. All this stuff in the world that they learn how to build buildings and technology, that all, is in the, that all came from heaven anyway. God created all this stuff. And just evil men got the concept and was open to it and grabbed it and started building it and selling it. But it all came out of the spirit world. God created ice cream and pizza and all of these different designs of food and fashions. There are fashions that have not yet been revealed yet that's coming to the earth from heaven. Some of you are going to be responsible for creating apparel and fashions that the world is going to line up to buy. 
everything that the God is going to do in this church, the world is going to line up to buy it. I'm telling you, watch what happens. All the ideals, all the creativity, all of the flow. Not just, it's not just a priestly thing to where we're praying for people doing miracles. It's going to be a, a world where the church is totally, totally in charge of everything. Can you see yourself there? Or are you just waiting to die and go to heaven? That's a good thing. Heaven is a nice place. But heaven is already set. Everything is already operating in heaven. There's already commerce, people busy, whatever your gift is. Y'all don't mind me sharing this, do you? Whatever your gift is in the earth, if you're an artist or whatever, you're going to have it in heaven. You'll still be doing art in heaven. You'll still be whatever you do. If you like to build, you'll still be building. You'll be entering into classes that's going to teach you how to supernaturally build. Everything you do will have music to it. I learned that my, you know, as an artist, I paint, but every time artists paint in heaven, an orchestra plays because every time colors are applied and the paintbrush moves like a conductor of an orchestra or a symphony, that music plays from colors and from art, and vice versa. If you're singing, and as you praise God, in heaven, colors come along with sound. You can see sound. In fact, one lady who talked about her events of God revealing heaven to her said that a lot of people in heaven ride their praise and their worship to the sanctuary. They are singing on their way to the sanctuary and they're riding their praise. Their praise becomes a vehicle which they ride upon. Heaven is a whole different world than the earth. You, we, we just, you see, we have to be stretched. God is trying to enlighten us so that we can see something that is more that he's created and this is just the basement. We're just starting out here. But we have to start believing and searching and get full of the, uh, of the word of God. And God is going to start revealing you. I'm going to make a declaration here. Some of you, right here on the earth, while your feet are touching, you will be introduced to heaven. And God will give some of you tours of heaven. You'll be right here on your body. You might be at your home, sitting at your desk. And God's going to quicken your spirit to let you see little things that's going around in heaven. And you'll come out of it and go, wow. And you're going to start telling people, man, guess what I saw? Because God wants to reveal his kingdom more and more in these last days. You know, the devil is trying to do the same thing. But God, he's not going to outdo God. Everybody used to say the devil is busy, but God is more busy. Amen. I'm going to stop there because I don't want to overload you. I don't want to see your circuitry overload. But I, I can share so many things with you that just will have you laid out on the floor because it make me lay out on the floor in Jesus' name. If you receive that, give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Let your soul take it back. Take it back. Everybody say, take it back. Let's do another declaration. Lord, help me to take my soul back, to become bold and fearless, to renew my mind with the word of God, to be prepared for all that you want to do in these last days. God, I don't want to limit you. I don't want to stop you. I don't want to get in the way with small thinking. Teach me how to ask for the impossible, how to dream for the unreachable, how to extend to all things being possible 
Teach me how to be a son of God, full of light, full of power, full of glory, in Jesus' name. Oh, come on and give the Lord praise. Give the Lord praise. Give the Lord praise. And every time you learn something, you should stop and talk to the Father about it, just like that. Just start talking to him. Lord, that's for me. Help me to do this. Make a declaration. Don't just hear something and let it go in one ear and out the other. Make a declaration. Say something. Get your mouth activated because this is a spiritual thing. Get your mouth. You're already doing it. You've just been doing it in the negative. <laughs> Get your mouth full of the word. Get your heart full of the word so that you can say the things that God is trying to do in your life. Amen. Come on, let's stand to your feet. My Lord is coming soon. We're getting ready. <laughs>